3: That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, today, we, we, we actually have a special guest today uh, coming on the show, uh, Christina Bob. She's going to be on at the bottom of the hour, and she's going to talk about her new book, Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. She's also President Trump's attorney. And so we're going to get to the bottom of a lot of what's happening. We're going to ask her about, you know, ballot harvesting and things like that. But, uh, you know, there's just so much uh, that's in in play right now. And, um, you know, apparently uh, the Gateway Pundit is going to be releasing a lot of new information. Um, So we're going to be keeping our eye on that uh, we're learning much, much more about Pfizer and all the things that they're doing. Yesterday, we got a lot of feedback, actually, from the uh, AI that we were talking about, um, artificial intelligence, and uh, I just tweeted something out, um, sort, of, sort of like in response to all that. And, um, you know, I could take it one step further. Um, And I had this uh, because we've been on this CIA kick, how the CIA and the State Department are using USAID and and uh, NIH as money laundering operations, in a sense, to manipulate, you know, uh, uh, black ops. To, to, to pay for black ops and to uh, wage coups around the world and to basically just do underhanded stuff that may not be very diplomatic on its face. Uh, like the way we're, well, thank thank goodness, for example, Joe Biden has said no to the F-16s uh, being put in Ukraine's hands. That would put us at direct conflict uh, as uh with russia as if the tanks aren't really in, in, enough to do that and then you have germany getting involved and again we said all along and trump said this trump said he could he could work out a peace uh, agreement in 2 2 seconds in 24 hours we would have a peace agreement and like i say yesterday i was talking about how you know, he quickly dismantled ISIS because ISIS really wasn't even a military force. It was a mercenary group protecting oil pipelines going out of Iraq into Europe and into Africa. And they overthrew our CIA and our State Department um, and our diplomatic corps and our foreign services. You know, basically murdered Gaddafi and uh, practically murdered Mubarak uh, they uh, basically just recently, in the last couple of years, took out Imran Khan from Pakistan. Since when did the United States become this tyrannical government that's just, you know, basically wiping out anything that's in its way because of the crony capitalism that's going on in the black markets that we're we're seeing surround or you know go, going around the world and. It stems from globalism and the World Economic Forum. And it's empowered these people to just completely turn a blind eye and abandon completely, just completely abandon their state's constitution. And by that, I mean countries. They all have their own constitutions that have a purpose and serve a purpose. There's rules and laws. You know, I remember um, in the 90s, I was doing business with a company that was doing business directly with Chevron and Nazarbayev, for example. And Nazarbayev was the head of Kazakhstan. And they almost sent me to Almaty because uh, they wanted me to set up a network over there. And, and I was in IT. And I would, you know, talk to a lot of people about what was going on there. And... There would be gatekeepers to whether or not Chevron can actually drill for oil in Kazakhstan. And wherever there were state laws that would get in the way, they would just simply change the laws. <clears throat> and right now we have Biden, who lies about everything, including, you know, having a key to a train and, and, and how many miles he travels on trains and stuff. He said this in Baltimore yesterday. But he just simply writes executive orders to uh, skirt around any kind of uh, law permits that he uh, might be violating. He just gives himself a green license. But, you know, I also was doing a lot of research on the CIA and the murder of JFK and, and uh, um, Ruth Payne and Jolly West and uh, George Morensheld, you know, all these different characters. All these different people. And what was interesting is George DeMorne Shield was a uh, handler for Oswald. There's so much CIA involvement. It involved uh, the Payne family and their ties to the Forbes family, their their ties to Alan Dallas. Like I said, we're going to get into a lot of that. I'm working out a couple of things to fine tune that, um, but um, I'm almost ready for that. Um, there's just so much though, and it, it can get very confusing and uh I don't want it to be a typical uh who done it, you know, uh, all these different conspiracy theories. I don't want to do that. Because what I'm gonna present is a thread that threads CIA JFK assassination with Watergate with the Russian hoax, all the way up until current time. Same tradecraft. Same bullies, same mentality, same sick mentality. But I wrote this because, you know, I was also inspired by what Elon Musk said yesterday. And what we played for you yesterday was that artificial intelligence and these robots can be smarter than any human. They could work longer hours. They don't need to get paid. Um, And they don't forget. They're pre-programmed. And you can program them to do certain things like maximize your return on investment for your portfolio and your own hedge fund. And next thing you know, they could start underselling the market or shorting the market and causing market collapses. You know, they could cause more harm than good if they're thinking more like a robot than a person would normally think. If maximizing the return on investment you know, and the same thing with spam. Uh, one of the examples they used is how to stop spam. Use a robot to stop spam. Well, one of the ways you stop spam is you kill people. You just murder them, right? And that would be one way to stop spam. And, you know, that would not be a good outcome, right? That would be an unexpected, uh, unnecessary or, or unexpected, unintended consequence, it's the word I was looking for. So, you know, it's not always what you think it might be. And that's why I think that humans should stay out of social engineering altogether. You know, we have the ability to clone a human, but we've chosen not to do it. Just like we have an ability to build a robot. And I'm not sure that we should be doing it. But the problem with this automation and these robots, is that we don't really have a choice. At some point, we don't have a choice. Will these robots be able to vote? Who knows? You know, I mean, at some point, it's, you know, and then are they going to install robots for, for to be judge and jury? Wouldn't that be kind of cool, right? You go to the Justice Department, you say to the robot, who's basically looking at the Constitution in a perfect sense, You know, it's been a lot of uh, years have been put into how the Constitution should be interpreted. And that should be put together by Congress. And then the robot carries out a systemized, precise interpretation of the Constitution and how it was meant. You know, and you can have justice that way. I think it would almost be better than having, um, you know, a trucker fall asleep at the wheel, right? That's what they're talking about, these driverless semi-trucks. But it would almost be better than getting someone like, you know, Katanji Brown jackson who was hired because of she was a black woman, right? And maybe not the best judge. Who knows? You know, it remains to be seen. But even Clarence Thomas, you know, he's leans to the right and... Uh, Sotomayor leans to the left. Kagan leans to the left. You know, that kind of thing. And just get, get judges, judges that interpret per- perfectly. It's almost like, you know, man versus machine when it comes to chess. So it's, an, it's a kind of an interesting road. It's a scary one. And it could be very, very deadly. It could be Existential. So I tweeted this out. I said, if you thought MKUltra mind control of assassins was bad, just wait until AI, artificial intelligence, kicks in full gear. We will have to write new laws for what constitutes murder. At Elon Musk, Jolly Jolly West. Jolly West was the guy that was uh, uh, Jack Ruby's... um, Jack Ruby's... uh, psychologist, right? So, you know, that's kind of an interesting thing. Well, let's take a listen, though. Um, we we mentioned a couple of things. We wanted to play some clips before the bottom of the hour. Uh, so I want to get these in. First, I'm going to play the clips related to um, the spin, the, the, uh, the, the three people that were kicked off the intel committee and they were interviewed over the weekend. And here's what Ilhan Omar had to say, because she was basically, she was basically, you know, backtracking and backpedaling. I thought it was interesting that she was basically uh, covering up for all the things that she had done. She was asked this question. She, she, she was accused of, you said the Israel hypnotized the world. You said Israel is an apartheid regime, that politicians with pro-Israel stances were all about the Benjamins. Compared the U.S. and Israel to Hamas and the Taliban. Ilhan Omar, yeah, I might have used words at that time. She acts like she didn't understand English. <laughs> she understands English quite well.
4: You said that Israel hypnotized the world. You said Israel is an apartheid regime, that politicians with pro-Israel stances were all about the Benjamins, which you very notably apologized for, uh, that you support the BDS movement, which a lot of people think is rooted in anti-Semitism, compared the U.S. and Israel to Hamas and the Taliban. I want to give you a chance to respond to all of that, which they say is a clear pattern. Yeah,
0: Um I might have uh, used words at the time that I didn't understand were trafficking in uh, anti-Semitism. When that was brought to my attention, I apologized. I owned up to it. That's the kind of person that I am. Uh, And I continue to work with my colleagues and my community uh, to fight against anti-Semitism. Now, I've never
4: compared or made any comparisons. What I was referencing was the case that was in front of the ICC, you said that Israel hypnotized.
3: Well, you know, she said what she said, right? And how could we have a congresswoman that doesn't really know what she means when she says what she says? Uh, maybe she shouldn't be on the Intel Committee because she's just stone cold not smart, right? Here she is on another one. Democrat Representative Ilhan Omar says she was not aware that the word hypnotize was a trope. And I wasn't aware of the fact that there are tropes about Jews and money. Didn't know. She's just naive. She's just so a little So when you kid.
4: apologized uh, for the, all about the Benjamins <clears throat> comment, you said anti-Semitism is real, and I'm grateful for Jewish allies and colleagues who are educating me on the painful history of anti-Semitic tropes. What did you learn?
0: A lot. Um, I certainly did not or was not aware that the word hypnotize uh, was a trope. Um, I wasn't aware um, of, of the fact that there are tropes about Jews and money. Um, that has been a very enlightening uh, part of, of this journey.
3: So, I'm not buying it, are you? No, we shouldn't buy it. And maybe she, she should learn the English language before she becomes a congresswoman. Just saying. Um, and then here is uh, Adam Schiff denying everything that he had done he's just flat out continuing to lie and then we have one from eric swalwell let me give you
4: another he says that um this is part of the uh, of a pattern ahead of the first trump impeachment you said the committee had not spoken to a whistleblower in fact that turned out not to be true you know the washington post uh said so in their in their fact check
2: uh, the Washington Post uh, uh, identified that, yes, before the person became a whistleblower, they sought advice from the committee. Uh, when I was asked the question, I thought they were referring to whether we had brought the whistleblower in, uh, and I should have been more clear in my answer.
4: Let me give you an.
3: Shoulda, shoulda, shoulda. Well, they're off the Intel Committee now. That's good news. And here's Mr. Fang Fang himself, Eric Swalwell. Congressman,
4: you were also removed uh, by Republicans from the Intelligence Committee. What the speaker said about you is that beginning in 2012, a suspected Chinese spy developed ties to you and to your office, even put an intern uh, there, raised campaign funds for you. You say very clearly you cut off ties with this person back in 2015 when you found out you cooperated with the FBI. But the bottom line question is this. Did you put yourself in a vulnerable position in any way so that this alleged Chinese spy could have benefited or even learn American secrets?
0: No, absolutely not. Uh, but, Dana, uh, don't take my word for it. Uh, take the FBI's word for it. They never talk about ongoing investigations and, and Former Chairman Schiff knows this as a member of the Gang of Eight. Three different times they came out and said two things. All I did was help them, and also I was never under any suspicion of wrongdoing.
3: Blah, blah, blah. He was cheating on his wife, sleeping with a Chinese spy named Fang Fang. I don't know if he should be on the intel committee. I don't even think he should be a congressman right now, but... That's where we are in this country right now. You could say things like that and still keep your job. You know, Roseanne Barr barely said anything and got fired. Um, But you got Whoopi Goldberg right here saying, do we need to see white people also get beaten before anybody will do anything? Let's hear. The the police and the policing itself, you know,
1: seems things don't seem to make sense to people unless it's somebody they can
5: feel or they can recognize. But how many times do we have to, do we need to see white people also get beaten before anybody will do anything? I'm not.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, and then it was kind of interesting, the family of the Memphis victim that was brutalized by the Memphis police department, which seems to be run by, you know, a, uh, a police chief that doesn't know what she's doing. um, But you have that situation there. And she basically said, uh, I think it's unfortunate that um, all the cops that beat my son to death were black. Um, And it's sort of like because the Democrats don't have a hook. You know, they they can't exploit this. They can't riot. They can't defame. They can't create racial divide. They can't do the things that they want to do in our country. In the, in the name of gun control and defunding the police and all kinds of things. It just doesn't work for them as well. That's why, you know, they abandoned ship with the Jussie Smollett thing once they realized that this was a goofball. Right? But they keep trying to manufacture this stuff. They don't really care about you or race or anything like that. All they care about is power. And that's it. I mean, who is running the country? These people don't know what they're doing. Monica Crowley writes this, The White House plans to wind down the COVID-19 public health emergency at, and national emergency on May 11th. We went from 15 days to slow the spread to 38 months under a uh, all kinds of tyrannical lockdowns and mandates. Do not give up your freedoms again, ever. We should never allow that to happen, ever. So let's take a listen to what Trump thinks about two genders. We'll get to this one first before we bring um, Christina Bob on, um, because she works for this guy, President Trump.
1: We're going to end the free reign of violent criminals in Democrat-run cities and keep dangerous repeat offenders locked up in jail where they belong. We're going to stop the left-wing radical racists and perverts who are trying to indoctrinate our youth, and we're going to get their Marxist hands off of our children. We're going to defeat the cult of gender ideology and reaffirm that God created two genders called men and women. We're not going to allow men to play in women's sports. And by so doing, you know what happens? We're going to save the dignity of women and we're going to save women's sports itself. It's ridiculous. We're going to end the free reign of violence.
3: It is ridiculous. Two genders. That's it. They're trying to cultivate and they're trying to manipulate. Uh, well, they're doing it in the name of climate change. They're doing it in the name of population control. But they're also doing it because they realize they, they can screw these people up in the head and get them to vote liberal, uh, because these ten-year-olds are going to be vo- voting in two, two in eight years, you know, two election cycles. So, President Trump, the 2024 election is our one shot to save our country, and we need a leader who is ready to do that on day one to change the whole system. You need to be president that can take on the whole system. Up to the globalists. The, the
1: 2024 election is. Our one shot to save our country, and we need a leader who is ready to do that on day one. We need a fighter who can stand up to the left, who can stand up to the swamp, stand up to the media, stand up to the deep state. Am I allowed to say stand up to the rhinos too? I think we can say that. I think we can say that. Stand up to the globalists and China and. Stand up for America, and that's what we do. We stand up for America, and that's why we had polls today come out, the best polls I think I've ever had, actually. And uh, people are seeing, and they're liking us, but they're also not liking what's taking place in our country. To change the whole system, you need a president who can take on the whole system. The,
3: And that's President Trump right there. And then here we're going to play another clip. It says, we are the brink We are at the brink of World War III in Ukraine and we need a peace deal right now. I would have a peace deal within 24 hours.
1: Through weakness and incompetence, Joe Biden has brought us to the brink of World War III. We're at the brink of World War III, just in case anybody doesn't know it. As president, I will bring back peace through strength. Peace through strength would have never happened. If I was president, there would not have been a war with Russia in Ukraine, zero chance, and Lindsay would be happy with that. That's better than any alternative. Wouldn't have happened. And I will say this, even now, despite tremendous loss of lives and destruction of much of that country, I would have a peace deal negotiated within 24 hours. You could make a peace deal, you could make a deal for both right now, 24 hours.
3: I believe it. Uh, He did the same thing with ISIS. You know, because the government that we have in place right now is just playing games. That's what they do. They're playing games. And, the, you know, the United States is the most powerful country in the world. We could do anything we set our minds, hearts and minds to. We could have all kinds of great things, great infrastructure, uh, reduce poverty, you know, great balance in, in harmony. In our culture, but because the left wants to, you know, divide us, uh, they're doing everything they can to stoke the the flames of conflict. And this whole thing that's happening in Ukraine is basically it's ground zero for corruption uh, cover up cover up of corruption, but it's ground zero for the globalist movement. And a whole host of other things. Well, we are going to uh, take our guest today and uh, we're going to welcome to the Scott Adams show, Christina Bob. She is the author of the book, Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. Uh, welcome to the Scott Adams show, Christina Bob.
5: Thank you so
3: much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're happy that you, we, you, we finally got our phone system straight because we were supposed to have you on yesterday, and <laughs> we uh, dropped the ball on that. Uh, the subline here says, How election fraud is rampant and how to stop it before it kills America. Well, there's so much that um, I want to ask you about that. And um, you're um, basically, you are a uh, U.S. Marine attorney. Sort of made me think of a few good men. You were one of those types of attorneys, right? <laughs> That's right. And um, and you're also President Trump's attorney, correct?
5: That's right. I'm one of the attorneys on the Trump for President 2024 campaign.
3: And you were there uh, during the raid of Mar-a-Lago, weren't you?
5: I was, yes. I was on the ground in the hot Florida summer heat, uh, watching
3: watching the FBI do what they do. What do you make of the difference between the way, say, Roger Stone and uh, Donald Trump were, were treated <laughs> with the cameras, the camera crews, all out there, Yeah. and then you compare that to the kind of thing that's happening with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden yeah. right now?
5: Well, I think it's it's night and day difference. I think it's hypocritical to uh, handle Donald Trump with a raid, an unprecedented raid on his personal residence. and uh give joe biden's attorneys uh i think they had five opportunities to get documents to him you know and they said oh they were cooperating so were we you know so were we so i don't know uh what they believe the difference to be but it, it appears that if you're conservative, you're now subject to grand jury subpoenas and criminal investigations. But if you're liberal, everything's cooperative and it's fine and there are no problems.
3: There. Do you think there's any connection between, say, um, some of the documents uh, that uh, Biden might have um, where he wanted them to be found so that the special counsel, Robert, Robert, her would would be able to confiscate them and prevent someone like Jim Jordan from actually gaining access to them in a full investigation in the house. Now that the house has uh, gone to Republicans.
5: That's that's certainly possible. You know, I've heard a lot of people wondering that and questioning that and you know, who knows who knows what's in those documents other than the fact we know that Hunter Biden had access to them. And we also know that Hunter Biden was uh, negotiating monetary exchange with entities in ukraine and russia and china and that he was using classified information to do it whether it was him or a surrogate you know he was a surrogate for somebody else but we have those emails exchanges and you know we have the hunter biden laptop showing that 10 percent went to the big guy you know implying joe biden and so i think it, it, all of those questions need to be answered interestingly we don 't have the same concerns. We have no indication that there was any wrongdoing on the part of anybody in trump's hands so um, i think I think the investigation needs to look very very closely at Hunter Biden and his dealing
3: for sure absolutely, and hopefully Jim Jordan will be able to get access to the documents that he needs, but it doesn't hopefully. seems like it does not seem like uh, the uh, Merrick garland's outfit. Uh, over there is willing to uh play nice um, all right so harmy dillon um, just lost to uh, ronald mcdaniel and it was in- kind of interesting that um president trump you know uh, said congratulations to uh Ronna mcdaniel uh, who right. has said that this is going to be their, her last term? But you, you've worked with Harmy Dillon, have you not? She's a, also a Trump attorney. I've right? worked
5: a little bit with Harmy only through through Carrie Lake. Um, you know, I, I know of her through through what okay. she's done and publicly and all that. But I've we actually worked closer with Rana's team.
3: Okay, great. So the RNC and the Trump team are working very close and very well together for the next election. Correct.
5: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, And anybody who has seen my reporting or read any of my work knows that I have been very targeted and committed to election integrity. That's my role in the Trump campaign. And um, the, you know, the short time I have been with the campaign, you know, he just he he just announced in November. So officially right. in November. So but in that short time, I've, I've had very good communication with the RNC and they've been. They've been
3: helpful. That's so great. I'm optimistic that's about great. that. That's great to hear because we're worried about election integrity and I know that you are and Absolutely. that's why you yeah. have this book, Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024. And I think one of the things that has to happen is until we can change the rules, until we can fix the rules to make them better for everybody, and I'm talking about... Outside donations like George Soros money, mm-hmm. uh, dark money, uh, NGOs, outside foreign interests manipulating our elections at every level in our country. That's one problem. But these computer machines and these machines and these ballot, ballot harvesters, it's become mm-hmm. a problem in that I think what's happening is uh, the, the left is not uh, trying to appeal to the voter. Uh, and the way you can right. see that is uh, Katie Hobbs uh, nice. was not interested in uh, debates or campaigning or appealing to the voter. She was basically mining for ballots, almost like you would That's mine right. for gold. And so, yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, they
5: don't care about voters. They care about ballots. That's exactly right. And right. their policies show it. Like, very a very very small minority of people in this country actually support their policies. And I would uh, suggest that even those that do support their policies only do it because they're just committed to the left, you know, for for no reason other than they're just committed to the left because their policies are bad for America and they're bad for the, the rest of the world. They're bad for every American citizen. So uh, you, you're right. We, there are changes that need to be made and, you know, we've got to continue to work to improve the process. There, there were some good improvements Uh, for 2022, but there weren't enough. I think everyone everyone would agree that there were still some glaring problems, i.e. Arizona, for 2022. I do think the RNC will be helpful. However, I'm not putting all of my hope in the RNC. Uh, If anything, I would say I I am more hopeful in the American people. It comes down to the American people getting involved, securing their local precincts, securing their counties. And if we all do that in all of the precincts and all of the counties, we should have a, something close to a secure election. I'm not going to play Pollyanna and pretend like it's going to be a hundred percent secure, but it will be secure enough for Donald Trump to win. You know, if I didn't think that he had a good chance of winning or was likely to win, it would be very hard to do this job on the campaign, but I fully believe he's going to run a stellar campaign. I think he's going to blow everybody out of the water and it's going to come down to whether enough American citizens have gotten involved in, you know, become a part of the process, not just voting, but actually become a part
3: of the process. It almost feels like man versus the machine. It feels like, yeah, here's a great man that appeals to so many people. And then you have the Democrats where they don't care about the people. They care about how to mine those ballots. And one of the ways that they're getting around uh, away with it is these COVID mandates, for example, where, they're just op- it's open season on. Um, you have yeah. thirty days. You have th- like, in a lot of states, there's like thirty days. They just mass mail the ballots out there. They have thirty and days to pick them up them and they collect yeah. them and then they drop them in these drop boxes anonymously. The signatures don't. The signatures aren't matching, and right. it's just an unbelievable, systemized. Uh, corruption of our election system and we have several state uh conservative legislatures i thought arizona was one pennsylvania was one michigan mm-hmm. wisconsin they they are we could do so yeah. much better in ending yeah. this nonsense
5: i know you you hit the nail on the head right there i and i discussed this this is actually <laughs> most of what i discussed in stealing your vote is uh, the way I like to summarize it is Democrats cheated, but Republicans covered it up. We had the ability to correct this in November, December, and January 2020 and 2021. And we didn't because we had very weak, impotent leadership on the Republican side. I don't mean the RNC. I'm talking about the actual elected officials in position were just so, uh, they were either weak or compromised or who knows what. But um, all of the efforts at correcting this the obstruction came from, from Republicans. We never even got a chance to fight the Democrats because we couldn't get past the Republicans in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Georgia. It, yeah. all, all of the investigations were blocked by Republicans. So um, that's going to take... The good news to that is, what I will say, we can fix that. We, being conservatives, can fix that because we can clean up our own side. It's, it's obviously much harder to clean up the Democrat side when you're not a Democrat, right? but yeah. we can we can do our own part to clean up our own side and if we do that we will have a secure election there are enough people that if we get involved in these areas these are conservative areas we can clean up the election enough to win and i think i think president trump is wildly popular and i think he will you know, win if, and if we can get past the cheating
3: and here's the other yeah but here's the other part of the equation is i noticed around 2016 2015 2014 I noticed on Facebook and on Twitter and tell me maybe you might have noticed this too that when you would go online you would see all these um pop-ups that would say don't forget to register to vote and there were all okay. these online registration voter registrations and I I think that you know you could you could get bots to register these these people on the lists like I would yeah. not be surprised for example I'm... Um, Jim Jordan just tweeted out yesterday it should be every Amer- American citizen should be the only ones that have a right to vote. But yep. they're, I think that when they bring these people through the southern border, they're attaching some sort of an ID with them. It's based on an honor system and they're allowed to register to vote. They're not they're told you shouldn't vote, but they're registered to vote. They get that registration. It then becomes a ballot. That ballot gets sent yep. out and it gets picked up by who knows who. And there's yeah. so, so many people that have actually voted that don't even know that they voted.
5: You're exactly right. A voter, um, the voter rolls are a large part of the problem. There have been some really great grassroots organizations, primarily in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, that have done some really great work looking into voter roll manipulation, which is what you're talking about—either getting illegals on the on the voter roll or non-existent people, you know, made-up people who don't exist, whatever it is. And, like, for example, Wisconsin has 4.5 million citizens over the age of 18 that could potentially be eligible voters, but they have 7 million people on their voter roll. Well, why? I mean, that's enough to manipulate the outcome of the right. election, right? There shouldn't be that, that big of an excess. Oh, and, 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 so, to comp-
3: and to compound that, someone like Joe Biden is not get, shouldn't, doesn't deserve 85% enthusiasm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, he he probably should get 40% enthusiasm in reality, right? Right, right. But he's getting 85% enthusiasm because he's got a whole army of people picking up ballots from who knows where, 30 days to do it, and they get counted after the election day.
5: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem. But, well, and I think the 2021 election was a really good example. That was the Virginia and... So Virginia had an election in 2021 in New Jersey for their gubernatorial races. Mm-hmm. And I think comparing those two states, I, I do this in stealing your vote. I compare the way the race was run in Virginia versus New Jersey, and they were vastly different. You know, obviously, Virginia learned from 2020, and they had a, a great conservative victory there. New Jersey didn't, and they had a repeat of 2020 where Jack Cittarelli, the Republican candidate, was up, you know, the morning after Election Day. And then Democrats said, oh, wait, 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 we're still counting ballots. Counties slipped. You know, you had they I think it took them 10 more days to find enough ballots. And then they finally declared the incumbent, the Democrat incumbent reelected. It was I mean, it was an absolute repeat of 2020. And Mm. the moral of that story is the difference was there was an army of people in Virginia that showed up to work the polls. And the only way you can prevent this, oh, no, there's still more ballots to count. Is if you have enough people along the entire chain of custody, do you have enough people working the precincts saying, no, there's no more ballots at the precinct? Like, there's none. There are no more ballots. Yeah. And then people at the counting facility saying, nope, we're out of ballots. The reason they're able to drag it out and say, oh, you know, we still have to count more ballots because there's no conservatives. They're saying, no, there are no more ballots left to count. Okay. So, but, but in Virginia they had that. So my point is, it's very frustrating and aggravating. But we can, there are things we can do to prevent it.
3: Well, one, I think that some of these some of these matters need to be decided by the Supreme Court. I, I'm, you're 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 an attorney, so you would know. But I'm baffled why the Supreme Court doesn't step in and help save our country.
5: I I completely agree with you. You know, I was disappointed with their decision <coughs> on Texas v. Pennsylvania. I thought that was a very valid case. Um, and it, at the very least, it should have made it past standing. I mean, to throw it out on standing, I think it's silly because there's no other court, there's no other venue mm-hmm. for them to use. So, um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. But it's not just the Supreme Court. You know, I'll give them a break. It's, it's the entire judiciary. There haven't been any judges that have been willing to make hard decisions. I mean, it's hard to say, yeah, these Democrats that have been uh, Riding and looting and burning down our cities and trying to destroy things, yeah, they've actually stolen the election. I mean, that's a hard decision, apparently, for individual judges to make, and I'm, I'm very disappointed by that.
3: All right, so we're speaking with Christina Bob. Uh, she is the author of the book Stealing Your Vote, the inside story of the 2020 election and what it means for 2024, how election fraud is rampant and How to Stop It Before It Kills America. It's written up by Simon & Schuster. You can find it on Amazon or Google Books or anywhere books are sold. Uh, one final little follow-up. Who is President Trump's campaign manager right now, and would you be uh, a consideration for that position?
5: Oh, no, I definitely would not be the campaign manager. Yeah. Um, I'm running the election integrity efforts, and I, I okay. think it's a good spot for me, and I... I Definitely think there are others. Uh, he's got a great leadership team right now. Um, as far as the actual manager, I don't know that there's anyone with that specific title at the moment, I but I know that, uh, you know, Susie Wiles is probably his closest, uh, advisor, so. Great. Uh, she, does, she does all things Trump world, and she's the one that I would go to.
3: Yeah. Well, your book is outstanding. Uh, I haven't read the whole thing, but I've read pieces of it, and uh, I learned a lot from it as well. I think everybody well, should you. go out and get Stealing Your Vote by Christina Bob. And thank you once again for spending some time with The Scott Adams Show.
5: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
3: All right. Take care now. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was exciting. I'll tell you what, nothing gets me fired up more than election integrity. Uh and that's what Christina Bob, a US Marine and a top-notch attorney, is advocating. And that's what we all are advocating. So, you know, so a lot of these questions need uh to be addressed by state legislatures. Because, you know, um in one sense you can say, well, the the Supreme Court looks at these these election laws is state laws, not federal laws. You know that's like another little problem, and uh, but we have these state legislatures that are that seem to be a little bit spineless, and so it's 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 a bit frustrating. It really is. So I'm going to move on, and uh, I wanted to play this Jim Jordan question because um, Jim Jordan is going to be investigating and he had a really great he had a really great fiery exchange on Meet the Press over the weekend that I thought was worth a listen so let's take a listen to Jim Jordan did the Wait.
2: FBI not do its job? You don't. And, what did the and, people and, and Did the God. FBI not do its job? You don't. Think, if, if they okay, were so, trumping something what, up, wouldn't they be arresting something? Why did the people You're trying to create a. Uh, you're trying to create a. You're trying to create a controversy out of the FBI following up on a tip. I mean, literally. The, the, here's what among the, this is a Loudoun County, Virginia school board member. If she doesn't quit or resign before the end of the year, we will kill her. But first, we will kill you. These were among the comments. In Dublin, no, no, Ohio, he, school board member, you have become ch- our enemies. You will be removed one way or the other. Shouldn't the FBI investigate these one things? Of the,
0: one, of the, one of the people they went to investigate was a mom, and they said because she's in the group Moms for Liberty and because they have firearms at her house, they go investigate her. You get investigated in America for that, they, they show up at your house. Now, you don't think that has a chilling impact on, on, on other parents? So there's a school board meeting tonight. Mr. Jones is thinking about going and talking at the school board meeting, and then he says, you know what, maybe I won't go, maybe I won't speak up, because I know Mrs. Smith had a visit from the FBI last week. The chilling impact on First Amendment free speech is, the, is what we care about. This committee is about protecting right. the Constitution, in particular, the First Amendment.
2: You know, many of the things you want to investigate, when I look at them in isolation, I think they're fair targets. I think they're fair things for you to be questioning. The problem that, when you look at it, so you want to talk about the weaponization of the Justice Department. You don't want to look at anything that happened during the Trump years. He subpoenaed data on Congressman Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell. That's, that is known. He secretly obtained reporters' phone records using the Justice Department. He pressured the Justice Department, but Donald Trump did, to go easy on Michael Flynn and Roger Stone. He pressured. He was The Justice Department was pressured by Mark Chuck. Meadows to investigate this ele- election fraud. He even tried to change the leadership Chuck, at the Justice Department. My point is, you if, you are, if you are concerned about the weaponization of the Justice Department in the Biden years... Why not investigate the Trump years? We're going to look
0: at threats to the First Amendment. We're going to look at the, the, this, this. What Elon Musk, through, through the Twitter files, has displayed is unbelievable. The idea that the, the FBI was paying... Twitter, $3.4 million to help them suppress no, information. that is not how it keep, works. Keep they information they to from the American-
2: Twitter to, to, to okay. comply with subpoenas. Do you that's think, the federal law. Do you think it was okay. That's a law Congress Congress. Do pattern. you think it's
0: okay for the FBI to meeting, be meeting every week and suppressing information about uh, a conservative and suppressing the Hunter Biden story, which we know is true? Do you think that's all right? I think most Americans say, no, that's probably information. we I understand, Here's but this is like. a private organization
2: Here's- that made this decision.
0: With pressure from the government.
3: That's the point. I, 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 Did you hear that though? How he said private organization? Private. See that's what they're doing. Just like I said, uh the rules of engagement in, in the Middle East uh were that you couldn't bomb a mosque. And so then what would happen is the terrorists would hide all their weapons in a mosque. Rules of engagement said you can't bomb a city. So, what would happen is all the mercenaries, the ISIS mercenaries or the paid soldiers, uh, would go ahead and just embed themselves in the cities. So, you couldn't bomb them. You couldn't uh, take their weapons cash. They were in mosques. You couldn't get the um, fighters because they're in cities. And they were allowed to roam free and basically guard the pipelines, right? They were being, uh, and they were being paid one way or another through our own State Department and through our own CIA. There was a working relationship between the two. And it was sponsored by a lot of private interests. Like, for example, Kofer Black and Mitt Romney made out like bandits in their per- private financing of these mercenary groups and so many others with special interests in how they could get access to cheaper oil coming out of Iraq you know because Iraq was in shambles because what George Bush did to it so yeah Every, every action gets a reaction and there's an opportunity on the black market and most of the time it's legal they're not breaking any laws when they do this, by the way. Just like getting a private company to sell Ukraine weapons that the United States would get in trouble with Russia if they sold them, system, you know, through a state uh, state sponsor, a state-sanctioned weapon system sale uh, that would ruffle the feathers of someone like. Vladimir Putin and then they would look at United States as enemy number one it would be better to get that stuff done on the private market through you know rogue politicians say like a Lindsey Graham and a John McCain and an Amy Klobuchar and stuff like that right and so they don't have a problem with it because they're making out like a bandit they're signing off they got the blessing of the president It fulfills their foreign policy strategies. But is it right? No. Our government shouldn't be in those types of trades or businesses. We should not be. And I think that's where Trump shined is he didn't get involved with all those shady deals. He kept everything above board and transparent. But that's not what we get from the left. That's not what we got from Obama. That's certainly not what we got from the Clintons. And that is definitely not what what we've gotten from the Biden crime family. And the worst of the Republicans, whether it's a Mitt Romney or an Adam Kinzinger or a Liz Cheney, they have all been in bed with the left wing and these shady deals. Let's continue to listen to this interview.
0: I understand a private organization can do I don't think it's right, but you, there shouldn't be pressure from the government. Here's when is the FBI just going to stay out of the election process? Just let, let the people decide. Let the American people decide. In 2016, they spied on Trump's campaign. 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. 2020, they, they helped suppress the Hunter Biden story. 2022, they raided the home of a former president 91 days before an election. Maybe just let right. the American people decide.
2: You, Maybe keep just about a raid, but you keep talking about this raid uh, on, on Donald Trump. The amount of time, there was nine months between the initial action that the archives made for a request of documents before they even turned it over to the Justice Department. The subpoena was issued 60 days before they actually uh, executed the subpoena. And more importantly, the only time the public found out about it is because Donald Trump told the public about it. This was not some sort of, the you paint it as a picture of the FBI did this, this, and this within hours of each other when it was actually a year and a half of Donald Trump not complying with any of the requests from National Archives. A year and a half. This is not some sort of uh, (laughs) proof that somehow that they've weaponized and playing politics over here. They raided Trump's home. They haven't raided Biden's home. Because they, Biden didn't defy a subpoena, Congressman. He <laughs> defied a subpoena. By the way, he had 60 days to comply with Trump's the subpoena before they actually executed President the Trump warrant. had
0: documents locked in a room with Secret Service protecting them. Uh, president Biden had documents in his garage and in a think tank that was funded by the Chinese. I think there's a difference. President Trump was the only guy who was actually right. president...
2: The, me. You talk about that. You're worried about the Chinese and, and, and Hunter no, I'm just saying, Are I think you worried about the Chinese and Donald Trump. They took Trump? pictures. They took pictures. of. Are you at all worried about that? No, J- I, I'm about... not. But they
0: took pictures of of the documents at Trump's house. They took no pictures of documents. In fact, it's not just me who would like to know what went on here. Senator Warner said it last I, week. He would like to get a briefing. He wants to see the documents. No, and guess what? The other guy issue... is saying no, but they took pictures. The issue...
3: of... Doesn't it seem like Chuck Todd has an agenda? What? Why would Chuck? Todd, invite a guy like Jim Jordan, a ranking member, a leader of a uh, of the House of Representatives, one of the great leaders in the House of Representatives, potentially could be a, a next presidential figure. A guy that's accomplished so much more than Chuck Todd will ever dream of accomplishing. And and shouts him down as if somehow chuck todd has the impact. he's lost his he's lost his mind because a journalist is not the story a journalist is basically tracking a story jim jordan should be the storyteller in that interview not chuck todd the issue the is not
2: whether in trump's home the issue is not whether joe what joe biden did uh, no the issue, concern, is, issue, is issue is equal treatment is
0: under the law that's the issue
3: no the e- is- so it's just, it just goes like that for quite some time and uh you know what can you say but uh there's a lot to these stories uh in the in the coming days there's a uh, story that we're going to be covering um that uh involves Jake Sullivan and Michael Carpenter and uh basically um their cover-up uh basically their national security cover-ups biden national security advisor jake sullivan holds himself out as a cerebral ivy league trained foreign policy whiz kid but the truth is he's actually a criminal and we're going to get to that expose um in the days to come but i want to thank everybody for uh listening in to the scott adams show and uh Uh, Be sure to check out our nonprofit arm of what we do, our media company. And that is uh, magapack.org, MAGAPAC.org. Make a donation if you can. It helps us sustain what we're doing. And also use Red State over at mypillow.com. And with that, I want to thank you all for listening to the Scott Adams Show. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody.
1: But close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mounds getting steeper. And grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up.